0: Right at home.
1: Go to prettylitter.com and use code Spotify for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A year ago, shares of GameStop surged as individual investors, organized by a subreddit, thrashed Wall Street hedge funds and threatened to upend the financial world. So, what's happened since then? I'm Roger Chang, this is your Daily Charge. Joining me is CNET reporter,
0: Oscar Gonzalez. Welcome, Oscar. Hey, it's uh, great to be here and uh, talk about GameStop.
1: Yes, so uh, first off, it has been a year, so if you could just sort of take us back in time and briefly break down what happened.
0: Sure, so at the beginning of 2021, GameStop was, it was at, about $15 in its stock price, but there was a bit of excitement that was coming from this one subreddit called Wall Street Bets. And they were just getting the army of day traders together. These are what they call retail investors, people that use apps and websites to trade on a daily basis, not like the big. Uh, in, in firms and whatnot that trade thousands, millions of stocks at once. These are guys who are buying like five to 10 stocks at a time. And they were all just buying and buying and buying. And here's GameStop that was making these big gains on its stock price. Well, uh, th- then all of a sudden it blows up. Yeah. And so uh, talk about that. Cause like, how, how did that work? How did
1: it actually blow up? Because, you know, rallying a bunch of investors to go in and, and buy a stock, that alone isn't enough to lift it. So they they did something particularly clever to actually prompt this big surge in the stock price. Like what happened?
0: Well, what happened was is that there's a a what a term called uh, for a phenomenon called short squeeze. Uh, what a few smart investors had been looking at is that there were hedge funds and investment firms that were taking a short sale. They were betting that GameStop stock price was going to continue to fall because in mid-2020, GameStop stock price was around 3 to $4. And these guys were all seeing that where it was like $5, $4 a share, whatnot, and they said, hey – we don't think things are that bad at GameStop. And then they saw that all these short sellers are saying it's going to go even further down. So they said if they, they basically figured out, hey, if people start buying this stock, then what will happen is what's called the short squeeze. And that's where the the hedge funds and whatnot, they have to also buy the stock. So they, they figured this was going to happen and it was all going to happen in January 2021.
1: Right. And so the, the idea here is if these hedge funds – have bets that GameStop stock is going to go further down, but the stock actually goes up. They need to buy other shares to basically cover their previous bets, and that basically is this giant lift for 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 GameStop stock. Uh, tell me how how high did shares actually surge in in this during this crazy during the most active stretch.
0: Well, during the most active stretch, which was which was the last week of January in 2021, uh, the peak was at $483. Again, it started the year at $19. So that's a huge jump in the stock market. It's unprecedented.
1: Yeah. I mean, I imagine that created a lot of paper millionaires and or you know reddit millionaires
0: right yeah they people were posting like hey i i'm gonna i'm gonna finally buy my house i'm buying this car look at me i'm a millionaire now because i bought a hundred shares at six dollars in in july and i'm curious you know obviously you make money when
1: you sell your position and actually cash out i'm curious if folks actually did do that because i know during the run-up there were a lot of folks who were just like keep holding it keep holding it let's just watch the surge continue because the higher it goes the more pain a lot of these hedge funds felt uh i'm curious about that did did uh, folks actually cash out or did folks you know end up losing a lot of their gains as the stock inevitably went crashing back down
0: It varied. There were plenty of people that did cash out Uh, they were showing definitely, they were showing their bank account that said, here's my money now when it was just a few hundred dollars a month ago. Now it's at a hundred thousand. Uh, so people did cash out, but yes, there were a, uh, there were people that were still holding because they thought it was going to go past $500. Right. Uh, they, in the case of Wall Street Bets, they have the term diamond hands where you hold on <laughs> and you keep holding until it goes up in price. Or if you don't have diamond hands, you have paper hands where all of a sudden, if you see that the stock drops uh, even a, a penny and you sell, you, you have paper hands, you're weak.
1: Right. And, uh, you know, what happened – we all kind of heard about the big spike and then the subsequent crash. Uh, but what happened in the in the months after? Like, Congress got involved with this, right?
0: Right. So Congress got involved, and, and for a couple of dis- different reasons, and also the regulators, you know, the SEC, yep. the Security Exchange Commission. I mean, obviously, they want to know what the hell went on. So what, what Congress got involved um, is – well, they they look at a couple of different things. A, of course, wondering how this happened, uh, it, it, how this GameStop shot up price. I mean, that was basically the commission what they wanted to to figure out. Because obviously, you're wondering if there's they're wondering if there's some shenanigans happening. Uh, the other big thing though is that because again, these are retail investors, so these are guys who are are using their app, and the big one was Robinhood. And what happened around during uh, uh, that week is that Robinhood had to just stop, uh, stop allowing for people to buy shares of GameStop. Yeah, and that became a whole mess. So, so because of what Robinhood did, uh, that got Congress involved because there's you know like AOC, Alexandria. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez, he came out and said, hey, here are like regular everyday traders. Why are they not allowed to buy shares of something that they want? What kind of uh, scam scam is this? Who's in charge? Why are you keeping the little guys out? So Congress uh, had multiple hearings about this and definitely put Robin Hood's feet to the fire.
1: Right. And and, and I want to talk a little bit more about uh, Robin Hood a bit, but I want to focus on GameSpot. Or GameStop. Sorry, uh, I'd like to focus on GameStop for the first part of this conversation. We're gonna we're gonna dig a little bit further into some of the other uh, impact. But since that big big surge, like what what has happened and how has the stock performed for GameStop over the last year? Like at, at this point, how where where are we?
0: Well, after that. Big surge. Uh, obviously, the stock dropped. You because again, there were some places where you couldn't you couldn't even buy the stock for a couple of days. So the stock stock just dropped and uh people were selling for to make the to to get in profit uh but then throughout the course of the year it would kind of shoot back up not to the 483 dollar shoot uh price point but it would shoot back up to like 250 200 dollars and this is still again a stock that started at 19 dollars, where analysts They have a they they have a suggested price point of of a stock, and they were they had that for now at fifteen dollars. So this was an overvalued stock at nineteen dollars and it's it was still for a lot of the uh 2021 it was still above $200 it would come back down a bit go back up uh but right now uh, as of Monday it's still above $100 which again wow if you if uh, if you talk to any analysts they're saying that is still overvalued for this company um but it is still uh, it's still a it, 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 it's still a huge number for again a company that uh people were saying was going to go away because of how video games has changed you people are buying more digitally than actually going to the store and buying a physical game it's it's the way it's the way everything's changed right i mean fundamentally
1: it it does make sense that you know gamers are buying games online uh there are more cloud services available and just you know in the middle of the pandemic being a physical location was, you know, not, not exactly the, the best business to be in. Uh why why is it the stock is it that the stock is still at the price that it is? Like considering what the fundamentals are, like is it just an after effect? Is it being propped up by Reddit investors still? Like where I don't know if you can make sense of like why that stock is at the levels that it's at now.
0: Well it, it's a couple of different reasons. Obviously there are still people that that want to that still have that rush of excitement. It, it's still there's still a demand of man this gamestop could still go up in price. So there's obviously that demand. And there's also people putting in a lot of value into what GameStop is doing uh, just um, just a few weeks ago they said uh, GameStop came out and said, hey, we're, we're doing a um, NFT, NFT store." And we want NFT artists. So NFTs are a big thing. So people were putting a lot of value in that. They switched CEOs. Um and now on the chair, uh the chair, uh, the former uh, the co-founder of Chewy, the uh the, the online uh pet store, he's Brian Cohen, he's uh, the chairman of the GameStop board. So people are just excited over him so it it still has this excitement it is this hype behind it, even though numbers wise they're not doing anything they're not they're not blowing up in retail numbers or they're, they're they're selling. Maybe a little bit less than they used to, but it's again, it's it's not like this is going. GameStop is doing gangbusters all of a sudden. It's still doing about the same business, but now there's excitement over it, and people want to be. uh, They don't want to miss out. They don't want to have suffer from that FOMO, fear of missing out.
1: Got it. Well, the other central player, as you mentioned, Robinhood. Uh, This is a a trading app, and I think it, it really blew up during the pandemic with a lot of folks who were stuck at home with a lot of time on their hands. Uh, they ended up trading, and it, it played a key role. You mentioned that, you know, controversially, or it, it when it had when it was forced to shut down trading, it became a big controversy for those Reddit traders who who you know scrutinized the move and and uh, you know th- this is ultimately what led to some of those congressional hearings. I'm curious what what's happened to Robinhood since then. Uh and,
0: and are, are, are I mean are folks using it? Look like what where is Robinhood? Well Robinhood's still being heavily used. Uh it's still one of the top uh apps for the App Store and Google Play Store. Uh people are still using it um uh quite a bit. And the right now it the I mean the big thing that's happened is uh they they went public. So now you could actually have a Robinhood stock, although the stock isn't doing that great. Uh, also, the in the case of the actual services, they're opening up more. They're trying to, they're getting more into the crypto side. So Robinhood's trying to be not only your one app to handle all of your investments; it's also becoming your app to to be your crypto app, uh, to be your crypto wallet. They want to do, uh, they want to give. Uh, everybody access to whatever whatever's hot financially. That that's essentially what they're doing. So they're still into that, and again, it is still popular. Although, like I said, the their stock isn't doing that great. It's uh, I think it's trading at about fifteen dollars, which was they started up at a high of around fifty. Um, so it's down, but people are still using that app.
1: All right, thanks, Oscar. That wraps up the first part of our two-part conversation. Tomorrow we'll dig into the broader trend of meme stocks. In the meantime, you can check out Oscar's story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.